0: Hi guys, and welcome to today's episode of Metamorphosis with Anastasia Saunders. So this episode is one that I have wanted to do for quite some time now. Um, it's just, this is a specifically a very personal topic for me and one that I have kind of been reluctant to really speak on just because I know all of the very powerful things that go behind um you know people's beliefs and 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 what what it is they believe in and how controversial controversial it can be to talk about um your faith to talk about what it is your religion is to to be candid about that and to even what's worse is to even be at a place where you're speaking of of questioning anything that pertains to certain beliefs and i do that frequently frequently as a person that just appreciates differences and appreciates um similarities as well and 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 how often different things have similarities. So this episode is, like I said, about religion and and about faith. And I wanted to start off the episode with defining and, and, and clearly expressing the differences in religion versus faith. So Religion is defined as the belief in and or worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal God or gods. And the definition of faith is a complete trust or confidence in someone or something. So as you can see, those are two distinct differences. One is a bit more clearly defined and labeled and and what it is that you are believing it religion talking about this worship of a superhuman or, or the controlling power um, especially a personal God or gods I cannot, go through this without telling you guys about my personal experience with religion so religion in practice is something that i have not necessarily had to grapple with having a consistent very strict um following of of being in the church or whatever the case is um i have definitely been raised on the values of Christianity. I had a little Bible growing up, it was one of my favorite books. Um, and I had colored in it, and my mom would read it to me before I went to bed. And you know, it was a book that I carried with me my entire life. So I always say, like, even with how my reservations have become over time, with I guess the practice of religion in itself or or calling it something specific um as many things as i've gone through i would never cast out any religion especially not christianity because it brought me so much of the person that i am it brought me to the values that i hold today and to the way that i i view love and way that i like to treat others it's all based on things that i've been taught through christianity so i will be forever grateful but like i said i did not necessarily grow up like in the church every sunday it was kind of like a every other sunday then every once a month and you know i'm was kind of lucky in that way because my grandmother is a devout christian church every sunday She was very adamant about me doing that as well. She was always encouraging my mom to make sure that that was the case. But I, you know, I did get lucky. My mom is, she's a bit closer, um, to like, I guess I would say, like my generation. Like, she's not too far off from being considered a millennial, really. Mm -hmm. Um, so she has been so encouraging in 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 ways where she has prayed for us she prays she has taught me so many things and and she would ask us you know give us the option if we wanted to go to church with her um she she you know was finding her church that resonated with her and even that became an ordeal because you know my my family or at least on my grandmother's side there's a denomination of church that she grew up in um and when my mom went to another christian church that was of a different denomination a baptist church that was something that ignited an argument and and a um a sort of sense of my mom was betraying what she had been taught all her life but it's just so interesting because it's the same practice it's the same religion but because one speaks tongues and one requires you to not wear earrings um it's just like an entire different faith and now you're being you know a bad person because you're not in the Pentecostal like it's it's just it's it was always interesting for me and it made it all the more unappealing to me because I didn't understand I didn't understand why something like that why if my mom had found something that made her happy why there was this force for her to be uh in the specific church and yeah uh, I have been to quite a few services I've been inspired I have been you know very appreciative for the message that I have received but what I really can't shake is uh, it was growing up being in the church and specifically being in a Pentecostal church maybe when I was like middle school or early elementary, like late elementary middle school specifically is more so what I can remember my grandmother went to a predominantly white church and it was just this eerie feeling of being the only black people or the small group of black people in the church and it was just feeling like I was being put on display and and being a part of this quota of diversity it was just a very like the church was a very wealthy church it was very clicky um it it was there was very much so judgment being made based on what you were wearing, based on the car that you rolled up to church in, um, based on how much money you were donating to the church. Was something that really just was always very strange for me. Was the the time spent on asking people for money, you know? And I like I everything has to be um, upheld. So obviously I understand that these non-profit, you guys can't see me right now, but I'm doing quotation marks, but these things that are essentially free, they do need to still uphold their business and they still need to exist. So money is a thing But it was just, it's just always been strange to me, this sort of feeling like putting people to shame if they don't, you know, donate or saying, you know, if you donate this large amount, kind of telling stories of how this person gave their last to make sure that they were donating and it it ended up being in their favor in some way. And I won't take from it that I think that some churches genuinely have good intentions and they do give back to their community and they do do nice things. But in a lot of, it was just always strange to me. This just, some pastors live extravagant lifestyles. They really do. And... You don't want to look at that. I don't want to look at those things. I didn't want to focus on those things, but they were just all factors leading up to me feeling like I can't get behind this. That mixed with the misogyny that is literally like embedded in church culture, in my opinion, as far as Christian churches that I grew up in. It's just the messaging on on how to be a good wife, on how to you know, uphold this thing and and just even, it's crazy, I literally, I was just on Twitter and I saw a video of a pastor talking about how his wife is bigger than him and it was harder, She she had more pain birthing him than birthing their two children that they have together because she was bigger than him and she's had to, you know, go through a lot and I feel like so often that is the rhetoric that you hear being spoken in a lot of religions um, in regards to women, them needing to sacrifice themselves, to save themselves, to submit themselves. And I never enjoyed that. I never liked the idea of that. I, I didn't like that it wasn't really a thing to see a woman pastor or to see a woman preaching unless she was the wife of said pastor or a visit it was never that was never the the norm and that never rubbed me right as well i mean it, it rubbed me right but <laughs> it never rubbed me well and i just really grew to dislike that I really grew to dislike these these misogynistic ideas that were being said and continue to be said today's day and age because I saw that video today on twitter and the final thing that I really like have to address is just the traumatizing experience of this Enormous pressure to become baptized, and to be um, really, basically, doing that was something that I was told I needed to do, and I think there was one day it had reached its height, I would constantly be encouraged, like, you need to get baptized, you need to get baptized, don't you want to be saved, and, you know, I saw a lot of young people doing it, I did, but I was I've always was like, I'm waiting for this feeling. I'm waiting to know within myself that this feeling is real and I'm not fabricating it. I'm not doing this to please others. I'm doing this because there's a genuine love in my heart and this is what I want to do. So I was never really feeling inclined or or just ready to to do that, to take that action, and I had been in church one day when I guess the talk was to try to encourage me to do it, so, you know, I'd been praying, um, forced to raise my hands up high, which was, uh, it felt just odd, it just felt odd, because if that's not what you want to do, I don't think you should be forced to, like, my hand was literally being propped in the air, um, uh, and then I was surrounded by, you know, a lot of people, congregation, they were all praying and praying, and I was in a circle, also praying, kind of being told what I should be saying, you know, say this, and then, um, I just distinctly remember this this black man just he came up to me and he said, Do you wanna burn in hell for the rest of your days? Um, that's what's going to happen if you don't um, you know, become baptized, if you don't, you know, submit and, you know, just like say these things and that it's just I knew very clearly, I knew I was very aware that I could easily put on a mask and start playing this role and, you know, submit and give the show that was expected and move forward. But I could not lie to myself in that way. I could not lie to myself or those people I could not just give them what they expected because it was not true to me and I think even at that point in my life I'd been in middle school or so but I had felt the love of God I knew some things happened not just by my own vices but by a greater power you know I knew that I knew I was thankful I knew I was grateful I knew I was blessed But in that moment, I was not ready. And I didn't even know that the significance of that action or feel that the significance of that action would make me any less or more loved by this person, that this being, this power. And... I'm proud of myself to this day because that was an enormous pressure. People looked angry afterwards. They finally, eventually dispersed because they saw, okay, she's not budging. And I've always held on to that day. I've always held on to that day. But I will say I still continue to not really question or... I, at least not feel comfortable to question what had happened and or to question my religion and and itself so then years go by you know i'm in college and all of these things are happening good bad or indifferent and You know, I always go back for encouragement. I go back to the gospel music that I was listening to. That music moved me in a way no other music had. It moved me. It brought me to tears. It made me recognize the love that I'd felt. And that's always something that's been my favorite thing about churches. The choir, the music, the communal feeling of being moved by this the spirit and by this love. And, and this gratefulness and you know, just in, especially in, the, in black churches and, and and you know being in a room with so many faces and, and familiar um, you know feelings just familiar um, just that representation in itself as well. these black and brown people of all different, backgrounds all in one space and filled with uh, it's not always love sometimes it's contempt sometimes it's people you know looking at people and, and judging them based on what they're wearing like there's definitely like many competitions that were going on but when the music was playing and you're moving and you're clapping and you're stopping and you're singing along it's a powerful feeling man cannot deny that, never could, never would, and at this point in my life, and this is why it's been hard for me to talk about this, I am still on this journey to figure out what it means for me, how can I define my faith, because rather than religion being more so specific of worship um of a certain practice of a a personal god i still believe i still believe that there is something powerful that is that has brought me and all of us to where we are to this to this place in life. I feel like there is some greater force, this love that connects us all together. And I I I genuinely believe that we have a purpose and that you know all of those things that I've learned in Christianity as far as love, being kind and not possessive and not jealous and, you know, treating your neighbors and and all of those things still very much so resonate with me, but I realize that I have to define my faith by myself, and I can't be ashamed of that, I can't be afraid to express that because so much of what I have learned about Jesus and God and Christianity, I can still receive those messages. Regardless, I feel, I can still receive those. It's been so interesting to me on this journey, and I know that it can change. I know that, that these words that I'm saying, my belief and or lack thereof definition, or the broadness, it can change, it definitely can, I've learned a lot from Buddhism, I've learned a lot, you know, about, um, through, what, uh, what's another one, I, I mean, I've learned a lot through, through atheists, even, I've learned a lot, just, about, really, truly, the fact that these religions are so different is so similar from, from, from from Judaism to, it's, it's just essentially, we want to be loved, we do want to be loved, and we know that this existence, (laughs) you know, is connected to something more spiritual rather than the physical i feel like that's something that is understood and like i'm really happy for this day and age where people are more open to exploring other things like astrology is something that's being spoken about more often and what's happening in the planets and the stars and also just you know along with astrology talking about some people are really into crystals and they're into you know all these different things and, and energy and I and acknowledging that in itself is so powerful to me that we are getting to this place where we're focusing on the spiritual and, and we're seeing beyond just the physical realm and that is yeah that's that's very spiritual that's not like I think at one point it was just very easy to write off certain things and call them crazy. But, you know, Christianity in itself is, you know, there's, there's ritualistic practices. There's, you know, rituals people do. There's like chants that people are saying and, and things like that. And that's not so different from what other religions are doing or things that people have in the past deemed to be evil or you know demonic or just you know not right (laughs) I think that is starting to kind of be less and less the conversation and it's more so what resonates with your spirit and I have said and I'm I do believe that there is god i think god surrounds us do i know if god is a he or a she no i'm learning to find a lot of peace in feeling like god is something that transcends any physical form and god just being the universe essentially god being This governing force, this beautiful, you know, thing that, or not thing, but just this, like, there's, it's just like, even defining is, is so hard, and I found so much peace in that though, in unburdening myself from trying to create some sort of physical image to attach to God is also with Jesus Christ as well. I think so much of it, which is something that I meant to mention earlier, but so much of my trauma has also definitely been with the image of Christ and not feeling connected in that way and feeling very much so like I do not see my reflection and I can't worship this man that has essentially oppressed me you know, or I can't worship this because this does not feel right. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right. And the more and more that I became knowledgeable of just Black history and, and and the type of things that I've been ingesting my whole life, it really made me reflect on how i've only ever really seen the images of christ as this white man with straight hair and you know how that in itself has helped shape beauty standards and and allowed me to feel like i need to conform in certain ways and i definitely had resentment for that and i i i connected that with with christianity i connected that with religion but that's something i've also just been so happy that i'm free to break from that because that image it's images are so powerful images are so powerful which is gonna get into next episode but why so I'm trying to take some time from the digital world <laughs> because images are so powerful and once you attach them to a story, it's very difficult for you to use your own imagination and create whatever that description can be for you. There's so much power, and that's why reading is amazing versus watching movies and books because you have this power to use your your own imagination to create images of this storyline. You have the ability to use your imagination. And that is something that we are really ridding ourselves of or starving ourselves of not giving ourselves the opportunity to truly tap into our own minds and we're just being fed images that we attach to something and, and we accept it as truth and I think that that is such a sad thing and that's, that's, that's something that literally drove me away and it's very interesting that I just feel like God has been speaking to me in so many different ways. I feel like I found God through, and even though I hadn't been in church my entire undergrad experience, really, I'd went a few times, but it wasn't until I went to a Black Woman Writers class and was reintroduced to Shange Shange and read for Colored Girls and, you know, because the image that I had attached to Ntozake Schengen was Tyler Perry. Um, Tyler Perry's movies. And I'm sorry, you know, I love Tyler Perry's efforts and everything, but the film didn't do it for me when I first saw it. But after reading that book, after creating those images for myself, after seeing an older adaptation with Alfred Woodward and and Uh, her name escapes me right now but but with some og black actresses um and not that the cast wasn't amazing when tyler perry did it anyways i digress i'm going into different directions but i say this all to say after like being able to form an image for myself to use my imagination changed things and just having that final poem and and that black woman saying she found god in herself I feel like that was God speaking to me. That was God speaking to me in a way of saying that you need to open up your mind as far as the image that you see for God. Because up until that point, I had still just been resenting this whole idea of Jesus and God because it was just attached to a white guy that's that's who it is that's who everyone's praising and I don't want to be a part of that but I feel like that was a subtle way in which God is trying to speak to me then we fast forward to um I guess I'll say like now fast forward to now something that has definitely plagued me because like it's hard to feel grounded sometimes when you are so surrounded by people that and it's especially at this time in my life I feel like I'm faced with it most to be solid in what you believe in you know it's kind of the time where people are expecting you to make certain decisions and I feel like people want to see that it is rooted in some sort of faith people want to know that you are a good person or a bad person and maybe they can attach it by just seeing what religion you're a part of or not and this really has nothing to do with what people want but i really had to decide what do i want for myself like what do i want if i were to have children tomorrow knock on wood and well I mean that couldn't possibly happen but I'm just saying (laughs) I um what would I want to instill in them and teach them and but I know that though I know that it's to be a good person I know that it's to treat others kindly and fairly and but there was just a part of me that was like can I define that do I have clear and concise definitions of that and is there a book that already exists with that? Is that me taking them to a Christian church? Is that, Like, what is it? And it's, it's me confronting these feelings that has really made me exceptionally introspective. But like I said, I feel like the universe just kept speaking to me. And then i found myself at a place where i was just very disencouraged and just trying to figure out what is next who am i going to be what is even happening i moved to a new city i didn't have solid things i knew that i felt that i was powerful i knew that like God wanted to use me. I felt like that, but I was just like, how is this going to happen? You know, how is my voice going to be heard? Or what is the plan? And it's crazy because a big thing that happened for me was just my, me being able to have an internship with lovely, amazing women that are literally my mentors that look a lot like me. Black, beautiful woman, um, darker skinned black woman at that, which was just significant to me because they are in so many ways how I would aspire to be. So it's so encouraging in that way, just like Ensozaki Shanghei finding God in herself and putting an image to a God being a Black woman. For me, um, these, these women have introduced me to a new insight on God. They, the, 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 in, the, the, It's just interesting because it's even the title of my internship has Jesus in it and I always said that what are the odds a young black girl battling with faith has the opportunity to be in a podcast with two outstanding black women in a podcast about faith and so much of what they say resonates with me and so much of that messaging I feel like was something that I needed, I needed, so it has allowed me to really, once again, question, why am I closing my heart up to God, is it because of these images that I have attached to it, is it because of the trauma, is it because, and i realize now even just while i'm saying this that i have to let that go i have to let go of those grudges if i'm ever gonna really believe in anything if i'm ever going to and i won't say this to say i don't believe in anything you know but i said that to myself to say if you want to be Whole, if you want to decide what it is for you, you need to accept what has happened, be appreciative and grateful, and I always give thanks. For these blessings that have, because essentially a lot of things that have happened in my life, people are like, "How did you get the opportunity?" or "How were you?" and honestly, the answer could very well be, "I don't know," and that is partially the answer, but it's also because I feel like I'm blessed and highly favored, and I'm very grateful for all that God has given me i'm very grateful it's just the it's just gratitude constantly revealing and they say man plans and god laughs and that is truly true because with all of the fighting i've been doing with all of the denial of you know wanting to even put a name on where i'm receiving my blessings it's crazy because i've been very meticulous in my wording and trying to say things like you know i just want to thank the universe just trying to avoid saying god and i've been more comfortable saying it now and i think that was really a, a big like just the humorous side of of god giving me this internship opportunity with the name jesus in it you know, it's like, look, thank me, (laughs) because I'm working, you know, like, I'm doing the work, you can just thank me, it's okay, so, I will say, guys, it's still an uphill battle, I'm still trying to define religion, and, and, or, not just religion, but faith, what it is for me, I know what it is for me to be a good person, but as I continue to battle with things like confronting my sexuality to, you know, trying to, um, just really figure out where I'm gonna find most of my healing, what spaces and the people that I need to be around, um, how much of a problem it'll be if, if, if we don't share similar faiths you know just battling with those things and trying to decide how to move forward um, in relationships and in my life it's still an uphill battle and i imagine it'll always be because i know there's no perfect christians muslims anyone know there's no perfect humans So I know it'll always be a battle, but I am extremely grateful for my personal journey. And I have faith without sight. And and that's another thing. That's another thing. This is definitely going on long, but it's another thing. Faith doesn't have anything to do with what is in front of you, what you can see, with faith, you have to feel, you have to, it has nothing to do with sight, but a feeling, and I have faith that I'm going to be exactly where I need to be, I have faith that I'm going to be used in special ways, to do and fulfill my life's purpose I have faith that everything's gonna fall into place so what the clear definitions of that is I do not know as of right now stay tuned (laughs) um Uh, I'm just really grateful that I got to talk about this because it's it's something that's been on my heart very heavy lately and this is my journey. This is definitely a metamorphosis episode because it's something I've been battling but I feel like I am content that I'm really happy and grateful for where I am, for where I'm going to go, for all of it, for this experience. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was a long one, so if you stuck along the ride, I'm very... You are appreciated. <laughs> and thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll... you'll hear me next episode if you guys have any comments or questions please hit me up also please review and you know share comment on this subscribe it is all very much so appreciated so you guys have a good one whatever it is morning night that you're listening to this okay